following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Tuesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. In a moment, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. His thoughts on the Wolverines at the Spartans on Saturday night. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. In about 20 minutes, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. He's a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com. Skeener in an hour. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. It's rivalry week. And it's Ravens, Lions week. For the highest rated NFC team in the latest CBS Sports NFL Power Poll. I mentioned the USA Today Power Poll had the Lions number one. Home field advantage. They're three. Casey and Miami, one and two. Niners at four. Eagles at five. I said it all summer long. Lions get a home field advantage. They will be a playoff team. Let's go to Linda in Parchment. Now that the ban has been lifted on callers on the Heald Show after a rowdy start today. Linda, how you doing? Very well. Good to talk to you again. And uh, boy, isn't it nice to be talking about, like I told Brett, isn't it nice to be talking about maybe not one, not two, not three, but do we dare say all four Detroit teams Mm. in the playoffs? Wow. You know, and the Wings last night with that four zip win, you're looking at. Oh, wasn't that unbelievable? They. They oh. they they look like a potential championship team. Again, it's a they long do. season in the NHL, but they finally have that toughness I've always wanted on the blue line since Stevie Y took over. Great great goaltending, toughness on the blue line. Uh, the cat has been everything you hoped he'd be. It could be our Stamkos that Stevie Y had down in Tampa. Pistons, I think the Pistons go too deep better than anybody in the NBA right now. Not that they have superstars yet, but they go too deep. They got a, a, a championship pedigree level coach. And you got the Lions. And the Tigers gave us a year where, hey, that uh, one through nine lineup looks established outside of maybe an additional outfielder or possibly a DH, even though I think Carpenter could be that. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, man, things are things are changing. About- have you heard anything about Austin Meadows, how he's doing? I, it, was, they, uh... it was mental health that, uh, you know, he has his personal issues. I haven't heard what they are. I don't think he's part of their future. I'm looking at, you know, Riley Green. You hope he can stay healthy. If not, he could be their DH and replace Miguel. 
uh, Parker Meadows then probably jumps in uh, to center field. You got Cole Keith down on the farm. Uh, Joe pitching in the fall league. John Vanderwall, one of our MLB insiders, he thinks Joe could be in the rotation uh, next spring. That guy throws 100 miles an hour. Scott Harris has a GM. Harris has the guys in place he wants. Find three mid-level pitchers, and you know, and you get Mize back from an injury. I'm not sold on Fiedo. I yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about it because we're so Lions and the Tucker story and Michigan number two in the country. But when you look at the bounce back happening right now, Lions top NFC team in the CBS Sports NFL Power Poll. You look at the wings, Linda. See, that's why I love my callers right there. Linda and Parchment. You can get 96-1 out of Grand Rapids in the Kalamazoo area, also in the Muskegon area. Are we headed towards a five-year run? Remember back in the day when the Pistons were going to like six straight Eastern Conference Finals? You're like, I'm going to kick into the championship. Spoiled by the Pistons, the Wings, the Tigers. All at the same time, Superfly. Man, life is good right now in the state of Michigan as a sports fan because the Michigan State fans, like they said yesterday when I was doing my show for the Alpine Golf Course, every single Michigan State fan wearing their gear proud, right? Michigan versus Michigan State fans. The Wolverine fans dominated at both golf courses, convincing victories at the North Kent Golf Course and the Alpine Golf Course, but every single Spartan fan, including Cindy Rasmussen, she walks by and she says, we're going to win a national championship in basketball. We are a basketball school. And I said, amen, sister. Keep it moving. I'm doing a show. Clayton Safey, he is the pride and joy of the Safey family. They listen every day. The entire family gets together at Mama Safey's house. They have bubble pizza uh, in the Ada Forest Hills area. They listen to my show on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. I'm kind of like Elvis to that family. Clayton has worked so hard uh, to be a part of the Wolverine.com team with Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, Doug Skeen. Skeener will join us in an hour. I think Clayton is standing by. Michigan, Michigan State Week on the HUGE show and the Michigan Sports Network. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Who doesn't listen? If you if you live in the state of Michigan, you like sports. You listen to the huge show. So uh, you, uh, we are not the exception. You there. read that exactly the way Superfly texted it to you. Hi, I'm. That's right. So I think you guys owe me fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Uh oh, looks like someone took a hit on the Cowboys Chargers game on the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app big board. I took a hit on some college football over the weekend. I'll say that. You know, uh, could you believe what Oregon? Uh, when they didn't punt, uh, that's just shocking. You know, you're going to give Penix the ball back? Are you kidding me? I know. It's it's such a theme, too, these days, the last three, four, five years with the aggression. You play to win the game, but sometimes those decisions don't actually help you win the game. Sometimes there's a reason why you punt or you kick, you know, take points and everything. So very, very interesting. That game lived up to the hype, hype though. That was That was awesome. All right, so let's move on to Michigan, Michigan State. 25 points it opened on the DraftKings uh, big board. Uh, your thoughts uh, on that matchup, uh, the 25-point spread, uh, which is also there in the Ascend Sportsbook 
and nightclub at Soren Eagle. What are you thinking about that game right now? It's our Honolulu Blue presented by Coppercraft. Huge question of the day. What's your vibe on that final score Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think the the spread sounds about right. Uh, I saw it open at like 19 some places. I thought that was pretty low, and it settled kind of probably where it should be. I mean, I think Michigan State is probably better than their 2-4 and four record says. They had a couple games in there. They should have won. They actually outgained Maryland, but that's not even one of the games I would point to. Iowa, um, you know, the game last week at Rutgers, they obviously should have won. I think their defense is okay, and, you know, we'll challenge Michigan a little bit, especially on third down. They rank third in the country in third down defense. Um, you know, and, and if that means that Michigan State stays in this game for a little while, then I think that's what, what could happen. But Michigan has kind of shown, and not against great teams, but I don't think Michigan State is a great team, but they've shown that they've been able to battle some early adversity in some of these games. You know, you're down 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter against Indiana. Uh, you know, you're down 7 nothing after allowing a big play against Rutgers, and then you come back and just play, you know, extremely good football. This team's steady. This team is level-headed. Uh, Harlan Barnett, Michigan State's interim coach, talked about it this week, just about how experienced this team looks. So I think it could be close for a while, but I, I like Michigan to pull away in this game. Um, and it really just for a number of reasons, uh, you know, I think this offense is, uh, is really starting to click, especially with J.J. McCarthy. He's playing better by the week, I think. And then this Michigan defense has been so tough to score on. So a young quarterback, Michigan State struggling offense, should have a tough time moving the football uh, as well. So I, I think it'll be somewhere right in that range, around 24 points. And uh, haven't settled on a total score yet, but I, I would lean towards Michigan covering the spread. How did Michigan deliver that first quarter at home and not show up? I, you know, you're the number two team in America. Uh, you have, you know, 111,000 some odd paying fans. I get the weather was bad, but also I've watched a lot of high school teams bring it in the weather the last two Friday nights. I just can't make excuses for what I think was the worst quarter I've ever seen from a hardball coach team. And on the flip side, they delivered three quarters where they look like a national championship level team all in the same game. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think it was it was pretty bad in that first quarter. If you don't come up with that interception on that first long drive that Indiana had, then you know they at least potentially get three points there. Um, you know, obviously it didn't matter at the end when you look at fifty two, but you didn't know that was going to happen. So I agree, but at the same time, this this team has has been held to such a high standard. Um, you know, where they struggle for a quarter, then you know, kind of the sky is falling within the fan base, and then they end up. You know, they're sitting back relaxing at the end of the day after winning 52-7. to This is kind of the way it works, I guess, when you're playing at this level. Um, but I thought the response was good. I thought, you know, really the – if you look at Michigan's defense against Indiana, they didn't know what to expect from that Indiana offense with the new offensive coordinator. They said it was kind of like a training camp game where you come right out of camp, it's the first game of the season, you don't know what the other team's going to run necessarily. So that was a challenge on its own, and then they settled in. And then the offense, you know, they gave up a couple of pressures early on. Uh, they still didn't pass protect, I thought, as well as they should have throughout the game. But once they started to pick up a couple first downs, you saw them getting that rhythm and really start to click. So I think it was just kind of one of those one of those things. And I mean, you said it like you, you can't play you can't play like that maybe against a better opponent. But at the same time, a lot of times it just goes differently against a better opponent, and you rise to the occasion. So it's just one of those things against the a lesser team that that happened and you know they kind of got that out of their system but for the most part 
quarter over quarter, this, this, this team has been pretty consistent. Who's been the most surprising player in Michigan this year for you? Just personally watching all the games, re-watching them for the Wolverine.com, Clayton, who would be at the top of that list? That's another great one. I, I got to go with Mason Graham on the interior of the defensive line. I thought he was going to be good, but how good he's been has been a little bit surprising. And, you know, because I thought they, they lose Mozzie Smith, first rounder, to the Dallas Cowboys at that nose tackle spot. And they were so good at stopping the run last year. And I thought, okay, it might be, you know, a little bit of an adjustment for Mason Graham, who played a little bit last year, to then play the big time snaps and be in there consistently down after down. But I mean he has done so well in there and he's he's not as big as Mozzie Smith, but he can get off blocks, I think, a little bit better. And he's doing it the last couple of weeks with that big club on his left hand. So he's been super impressive to me. Um, especially what he did in the, in the Minnesota game with a couple tackles for loss, led the team in tackles, which you don't often see from this defense, from a defensive lineman. So yeah, he's been impressive to me. I mean, also just the way J.J. McCarthy has really elevated his game. You know, I kind of expected him to do that, and I thought he could be in the mix for, you know, a Heisman finalist type of season. But once he's having it, it's, it's still pretty, uh, pretty impressive to watch just how much better he is this year, how much more in command he is. So I'd say those two guys, but there are a number of guys who have who have raised their level of play, and I think they're getting healthier on the, in the secondary too. I think we're going to see some guys start to play a little bit better back there in the second half of the season as well. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine dot com talking Michigan State hosting Michigan on Saturday night. Spartans a twenty five point underdog. I saw that Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub live sports betting at Soaring Eagle. It's our huge question of the day that you can answer. Our Honolulu Blue, presented by Coppercraft, that adult cocktail. It's not drinking the Kool-Aid. It's drinking something even better. Honolulu Blue, look for it at your local stores, presented by our friends from Coppercraft uh, Distillery. Your vibe on the final score, you heard Clayton. I'll give you mine coming up later. I, I say Michigan by 21, but you can join us. On the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 866 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Now, if you're a Michigan fan, you're rooting for Ohio State to win. So that will give Michigan a cushion that if they would lose at Penn State, they could turn around, beat Ohio State. And I think the three-way tie is the higher ranking, if I'm not wrong, which Michigan then winning at the end and an undefeated Ohio State team would be a better win for Michigan if they needed that after losing at Penn State. It's all hypothetical, but I think the Michigan fan needs to root for Ohio State. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and it is kind of interesting because it just it all depends on what else plays out, you know, in terms of the tiebreaker. Because then it, they could get down to a three way tiebreaker where you have to root for the West division opponents that you played. It's the the better record between the West division opponents you played. So it gets kind of confusing once you get down a couple rungs on the tiebreaker. But uh, I, I agree with you. I think Ohio State is who you root for if if you're uh, if you can allow yourself to do that. If you're a Michigan fan, I've talked to some Michigan fans that can't, and then I guess I don't blame them necessarily given the rivalry. But it's more than anything, I think it's going to be a really interesting game to kind of see what you're going to be up against 
in those two huge games that Michigan has in November. Obviously, you got to go at Penn State, but then Ohio State coming here. Um, you know, both of them have looked very, very good this year, and both of them have also kind of showed some vulnerability. So I'm interested to see them head-to-head. That's usually a good, entertaining game, so I'm excited for that one. And, and I, I do think Ohio State is going to win that one at home, but uh, I'm more than anything just interested to see you know, this round-robin start between these three teams because really it's those three and everybody else in the Big Ten right now. And the West is Iowa in the they're they're in a position with that god awful offense to win the West, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. They are. I mean, they're in the absolute driver's seat at this point. But would I be surprised at all to see them squander that? No, because I mean, every year in the West, somebody wins it kind of by default, or they back into winning it. But I cannot believe. I guess I can because it's the Big Ten West. But the way that Iowa wins that game against Wisconsin. The way that they, they're still a one-loss team is incredible with that quarterback and that offense at this point. So the Big Ten West, and then Maryland, you know, in the East, loses to Illinois, who's been terrible as well. So it, I think we're just seeing that there's, there's those three, and there's a massive, massive drop-off right now between everybody else, including Maryland, who we thought maybe was a little bit better than what they showed on Saturday against Illinois. One thing I'm looking at and watching a lot of Penn State and Ohio State this year, and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Huge Show across Michigan, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., who is the best receiver in college football. I think he'd be an all-pro right now in the NFL. Uh, Penn State doesn't have that game-changer on offense. Harrison is a game-changer. They finally figured that out. Ryan Day's like, you know what, we're going to throw to him all the time so Maryland doesn't beat us. Uh, There aren't a lot of offensive superstars on either one of those teams outside of Harrison Jr. That's why I like Michigan at Penn State. I love Michigan now at Maryland, and I love Michigan at home against Ohio State. No, it's a, it's a great point because you have the best quarterback, in your opinion, if you're a Michigan fan, right? I mean, you have the best quarterback in this league. You're going to go into those games with the better quarterback. You may not have the better skill position guys when you play Ohio State, and Penn State does have a couple skill position guys that I think are solid, but not quite to the Ohio State level. Um, Penn State does have the dudes on defense, I'll say that, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do against both Michigan and Ohio State in these games because I think the Michigan game, that could be a low-scoring, kind of grinded-out game like it was a couple of years ago up there in Happy Valley. So, um, you know, I think you like where you're positioned if you're Michigan right now. Uh, and you look at the DraftKings King Sportsbook, at least as of yesterday when I looked at it, Michigan is the sole favorite right now to win the national championship, which is crazy. Doesn't mean anything right now, but – it just goes to show you kind of you know how well they've played to this point and, and how good of a position they're in here as November nears. And Jim Harbaugh said November is already here for Michigan. I don't know if he has a, a correct calendar or not, but it feels like it's, it's getting darn close here. When it comes to counting and days and dates, I'm going to pass on the Jim Harbaugh calendar, and I'll just keep uh, moving forward. I will say if Michigan didn't have that ugly first quarter on Saturday, I think they could have moved to number one in the country, but you know what? You decided on the field now with the 14 playoff next year, we're going to get 12. And I can't believe a year from now we'll be talking about Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC, uh, all part of the big 10. And they're all going to bring those great defensive units uh, East. That will be a beautiful thing because none of those schools are even touching the final four because they don't play defense, but TCU didn't play a lot of defense last year. And they got to the national championship game. Clayton Safey, 
Give my best to Mama Safe in that bubble pizza. I'm waiting for another delivery, another order. Next time you're in town, we'll bring you in studio. You bring bubble pizza, we open up a microphone. You don't bring bubble pizza, you don't get in. That's hey, sounds like a fair trade. Good All right, deal. we love you, Clayton. Oh yeah, he's really doing a great job. He's grown on air too. I remember when he was a stuttering. And again, I don't have a problem with people who stutter. Okay, please don't go there. He was nervous, a nervous stutter. First time I brought him in studio, my God, his, he was beaten up, like sweating. And then he told me at a break, I've listened to you since I was young, like 13. And being in here, I felt like I was in Memphis, Tennessee, watching Elvis record one of his records. I was touched. Mama Safey tells everybody in the Safey family, they all listen on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, I have the greatest voice ever in radio history. Wow. Man. Mm. Mm. How did it end for Elvis? On the way, Graham Couch. Opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal. People are hitting me hard on the huge text chain. You're you're only talking about Michigan during rivalry week. No, I'm not. I got couch and I got comp in the next hour and five minutes. Comp from SpartanMeg.com. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal. He's live from mid-Michigan after this network to you. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. If you wait long enough, the pendulum swings in the other direction. All across Michigan, police academies are filling up. In fact, new sections are being added to accommodate the brave men and women making the decision to protect and serve. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police commends and welcomes these selfless, community-minded officers joining our ranks. We know we have more work to do. And with your help, the pendulum will swing in favor for all of Michigan. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? 
that can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com, and they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We do have our Honolulu Blue, that adult crafted cocktail. Blue raspberry lemonade and vodka served up by Coppercraft Distillery all across Michigan. Ask for it at your local bar, restaurant, or store. Pro football fans in this state Love their Honolulu Blue. 21 and up. Our huge question of the day, what's your vibe on Michigan, Michigan State on Saturday night in East Lansing? Also, the second part of the question, I already took off the ban on phone callers. We resolved that. It was like a live therapy session during hour number one, so callers still are welcome to call the show. We call this guy Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch and the Rube podcast, wherever you download podcasts, great Twitter feed. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Bill? Doing good. Uh, You know, trying to figure uh, this game out because State had a chance uh, to beat Iowa, a really good chance uh, to beat Rutgers until the fourth quarter implosion, mostly by special teams. And yet here they are, a 25-point underdog going into a home game against their rival team. Your thoughts on where Michigan State football is at right now? Yeah, and and we've seen this game before when Michigan was a heavy favorite and it winds up being close, or or in one case, uh, you know, in 2020, Michigan State actually won the game outright. Um, Back then, though, we had misjudged Michigan. Right, the Michigan had like this game in the COVID year in front of nobody, where they blew out a bad Minnesota team, and everybody thought they were good, and that was a weird year. I, Michigan hasn't been challenged this year, but I think we know that that team is for real, and that's the difference. And they do a lot of the things that Michigan State doesn't in terms of the details and knowing who they are, having an identity, and they're just way further along on things and. So, you know, there is there is a chance that Michigan State doesn't do the things that have bitten them all year and that this is closer than we think, but there's just no evidence to suggest that Michigan State won't make those mistakes because that's sort of who they are at this point. And, um, I mean, they, obviously losing Rutgers, losing to Rutgers the way they did was an extreme um, 
you know, sort of melt, a collapse of sorts, more so than the Iowa game. But the same, you know, the the, the parts were all the same there. I mean, it's, it's a team that was in some measure of control and then didn't make key plays down the stretch, made special teams errors. And, and it's not just, you know, yeah, a ball goes through a punter's hands, but there's a the way they lined up incorrectly forced them to re-kick that ball. I mean, the issues are, are um, you, you know, and, and they've been a lot on special teams, but there have been discipline and, and issues throughout, and, and um, I, I just don't think those things correct themselves in a game like this. Is the only way MSU posed to W if Michigan gives it away? Would you would you lean that way talking about yeah. the matchup? Things would have to happen that just haven't happened yet. Like there's zero evidence that Michigan State can win this game. I mean, there's just there's none, and not from a talent perspective, not from a execution standpoint, not from a coaching standpoint. There's nothing that's happened this year that suggests. Michigan State can win this game and that Michigan will give it away. It is true that to this point, Michigan hasn't been made truly uncomfortable. You know, they've had a couple games that took them a while to pull away, but they weren't uncomfortable in the second half where it was like, boy, this. And so that would be interesting if somebody could do that to them and and make them respond. But it's a pretty seasoned team. And and Michigan State in those settings where they've been on the brink of something good um, hasn't you know, come through and it, it's and MSU just doesn't have the difference makers. They've got some decent talent here and there, and they've got guys. And I think their defense is coming along. I think, um, Kaden Hauser was, uh, you know, a, a breath of fresh air, you know, punched the hole in the end zone, so to speak. And that had been a wall for them for a few weeks. And, um, but they're, they're they don't have guys that, that strike fear into you that can overcome an imperfect, you know, uh, focus and and execution and all that stuff and Michigan State's just not that team so is the 25 points early spread and it could fluctuate based on Michigan or Michigan State action uh, is it the right fit for where Michigan and Michigan State are at right now yeah I think so if I had to pick the game right now I'd probably go like 40 to 10 Uh, I certainly wouldn't pick Michigan State even with that number I'd be hesitant to pick Michigan uh, I mean, we saw Michigan beat Rutgers thirty-one to seven, right? And and without which would not have covered that spread. And Michigan State, uh, by every account except the you know the fourth quarter, <laughs> was better than Rutgers on the road. So, you know, there there is a world in which Michigan State covers that, in which Michigan style, like Michigan's different than Washington. It's not as high octane. It's not going to hit you with as many quick strikes, most likely. And, and with the new clock rules and everything, there's a chance that it is a. 31 to 10 blowout that never feels close, but really isn't all that close. And so that could also happen in where Michigan state covers the spread, but I I just don't see a scenario in which uh, Michigan is really tested late. What's the latest on the coaching search? Anything you're hearing? I know urban Meyer said he has no interest getting back into coaching. I don't know if that ups the price for any prospective uh, team or school, but I, I don't see the urban Meyer connection. I know there are some boosters, who who's a realistic short list? I know we talk about this every time, but you know, with Twitter and Facebook, it's a moving process with Michigan State still not having a head coach. Yeah, I mean, and it's such a long runway, right? You just don't have seasons where your your head coach is fired two weeks in, and so the the process is two and a half months of it. Just it's it's almost. I'm not saying it's better than the alternative of not having enough time and. and and what happened with D'Antonio and, and the, the speed in which they had to hire Mel Tucker, um, but it's 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 a, a tricky almost. You almost have to pace yourself, right? Because some of these guys are 
not really willing to even engage in conversation yet. And that's a tricky spot to be in. Um, you know, I don't think the Urban Meyer thing is entirely unrealistic. I, you know, I don't think it's um, probably a, a unified position at, at MSU that, that he's the he's the guy. But I, I, everybody's got their price. I think Urban would have his price in terms of, you know, what somebody says is an economic club or something I don't take a whole lot of stock in. I still think it's a, a small chance that he winds up being the, the option. I also understand the appeal. Like, there's nobody – if you're a Michigan State fan – and you look at who strikes fear into Michigan, there is nobody you could hire better than Urban Meyer, right? Because of the way the rivalry went with Ohio State and Michigan and what Urban Meyer did to them over a number of years. So I understand that sort of thought. I also think, you know, somebody at Ohio State now, like a Brian Hartline, makes a lot of sense to look at. Um, You know, I don't know how much they're going to put into a sitting head coach and how important that is. I think it's something they probably want. I would... I would be inclined, though, if you find a really bright offensive mind from a great program, I think that's also uh, a compelling way to go. Um, you know, and so, I, I, you know, w- w- the names haven't changed. It, it's still the, the, you know, the Mike Elko's, but that's not the Michigan State's list. That's the list that we're all, it, it's never, there's never been a list yet. And that's the thing that, that people need to understand. You can read a list as people say, this is what I'm hearing. What you are hearing is, usually national writers being told by agents, hey, my guy might be a candidate for Michigan State, and those guys have all sorts of agendas. It it just isn't real. What we've heard to this point is not real. And so I think some of those lists make sense. Some of those guys make sense. um, But there isn't really a a strong candidate list. And the reason Urban Meyer's name – has come up so often as he's the one guy not coaching now. If you're if you're the head coach at Duke or Washington State or wherever, you it cannot come out six games into the season that you would have any interest in the next job. Nor may you have even thought that entirely through yet about your own place. It just happened so early. If Tom Izzo called you and said, Graham, who is the right fit? Not just short term, not just because it makes Michigan uh, nervous, uh, and again, they're number two in the country, and they're on a collision course, maybe to play for a national championship and a third straight Big Ten title. And you would tell Izzo in that conversation, "I think this guy is a guy who could be here the next ten years and win and take the program back to a championship level." Who is that football coach anywhere on this planet? So. I- I'd want to sit in the interview process, but the guys I'd want to talk to, I mentioned Brian Hartline. I'd want to talk to uh, Dicker or the guy out at Washington state. I'd want to, I'd want to kick the tires on coaches at places that you assume you can't get, but you never know when somebody's not happy. You never know when, you know, somebody isn't getting the support or resources. There's some sort of strife, um, you know, and, and that goes to people is, 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 you know, I'd be interested in at least engaging with and finding out, like a guy like Marcus Freeman, does he see Notre Dame as a place that will truly support him uh, no matter what? You know, uh, probably does. Probably not a guy who's going to have any interest. But he's somebody I think is going to be a really good head coach and is on his way to becoming that. And if Notre Dame's not going to have the patience with him, I would be willing to, that sort of thing. You know, so that sort of – those are those are the type of guys. I would, but I would want to go younger. I, I would want to find somebody who is in their you know thirties or forties 
um, and and I thought really could uh, could could grow into a job and and and, um, and, and, and fit. But th- those would be the type of candidates I'd go after. I, I don't think they can gamble on an assistant who hasn't been a head coach. Uh, where everything is at right now with Michigan State on and off the field, they have got to have someone who's been a head coach, one at some level. Uh, I don't care if it's D two, if it's uh, if it's the MAC. They need a coach who creates a culture. And I know you can look at Dan Campbell and said he wasn't a head coach. NFL can be different, but if, if this was after D'Antonio or after you had a long run, yes, I'm cool with the assistant. But they need a guy who's been a head coach. I don't think Narduzzi uh, is, is the guy uh, to get them back to the championship level. Is, is there one guy out there that uh, really – you say been a head coach is a head coach that man this dude was doing it at a at a smaller level smaller conference he comes to East Lansing he'll kill it. No, not that I know of. You know, right. and there, I'm, there, I'm sure that, but I'm sure that guy exists. You know, I mean, I think that's the hard part about the job is you got to uncover that guy. I mean, why did you hire John L. Smith instead of Urban Meyer in 2003? That's the mistake <laughs> you cannot make. You know what I mean? Like, you know, where where were and 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 can you? And, and the thing about assistant coaches is, yeah, you, you don't want to hire them, but anybody and their brother could have had Kalen DeBoer if they didn't make him go to Fresno State. And can you realize that when he's at Indiana? And that, that's the sort of thing that is the interview process and who you talk to and you know all that stuff. And, and I agree there's value in being a head coach. I think there's value. I, I've had people tell me before that the sweet spot is like in your late 40s as a head coach because you've been enough places you've got a Rolodex of guys you want to work with you've been someplace it doesn't work you've been fired once in your life which is valuable you know why it didn't work and so there you know there's an age where um, it, it really makes a lot of sense and, and and you know guys like Elko certainly fit that age group and guys who have been around and, and worked in a in some big programs and I mean you know the, the thing that's in, you know Elko does not is not going to I don't think in, inspire people Um but it's not about winning the press conference necessarily because it's about winning at Michigan State. You can get through that day um, as long as everything after that goes well and as long as people like that person. Um, it may not be when you announce that, that hire. If that person makes the right moves and people want to be, be part of that, but you know, you're, that person is also going to have to convince a big chunk of a roster to stick around pretty quickly and to recruit a class right away. So it's not going to be something where there's this ease-in process because how painful the next few years are for Michigan State will be largely determined by the work that person does in December, January, and, and, and really that's it. And then you'll, you'll, you'll have a sense of what the roster is going to look like in the short term. Graham Couch, great conversation, my man. Opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Room podcast, wherever you download podcasts, follow him on Twitter, as I always say, if I got a spell couch, he doesn't want you to follow him. Thank you, Graham. Appreciate you, Bill. Take care. Yeah, back at you. Good stuff. So who's that guy? They had a chance to hire Urban Meyer. Could you imagine that? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft and their adult-crafted cocktail aptly named Honolulu Blue. Blue raspberry, lemonade, and vodka. That's awesome. Look forward at your local pub, restaurant, bar, or store here in Michigan. The question, what do you think the final score is Saturday night on the Spartan Stadium scoreboard?
Michigan or Michigan State, by how much? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's time to go inside the leadership locker room once again. Greg Harris joins us uh, in studio and a lot of analogies out there and sage advice in his book. You can find wherever you download or buy books. Uh, But, Greg, there's a great analogy you have when it comes to the legendary baseball movie Bad News Bears and Business Today. Great to be on your show, Bill. So Bad News Bears was a really fun movie, but the team was made up of hodgepodge people. In succession, M&A work, when you're selling your business, you want your team to be all-stars. You don't want Bad News Bears. And I think the Bad News Bears is somewhat humorous. I enjoyed that show, but that's not how you want to sell your business. Call Maximize Leadership. Call me. Check with me. We'll help walk your company through that process of should I sell? How should I sell? When do I sell? And that is a really important journey. So get a great team of succession planners. And don't be the bad news bearers of business. You'd like to be like maybe the Yankees. The Yankees. The Dodgers. You want to be a world champion. If you have a succession plan, uh, maybe you're set to sell your business. Find out more at MaximizeLeadership.com. Greg Harris and his team can help you. Go to MaximizeLeadership.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's Pumpkin Coin Toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Shop early holiday deals this week at Meyer. Deals like a Vizio 50-inch smart TV for just $249.99. Get 50% off Olympia luggage and 40% off Mr. Coffee coffee makers. Plus, save $10 on next week's in-store purchase when you spend $100 or more on your total purchase today. Then redeem your $10 coupon through October 28th. Start shopping early holiday deals to save now and next week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Don't forget, you can watch Michigan, Michigan State at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. You'll find the brands in Bay City. Sean Stegeheis, Liz Brand Stegeheis, Mike Brand Jr. have a great location there. Brands in Caledonia. Also the brands on South Division near 44th Street with Liz 
Brand Stegerheis and Sean Stegerheis. Mike Brand Jr. has had brands in Caledonia. Johnny Brand Sr. has the brands in Granville. The brands on Leonard, just off of 131 Downtown GR. You also find the brands in Holland for our listeners on WHTC. US 31 and James and Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade. Just east of GR for the brands close to you. Go to brands.com. Check out Michigan State and Michigan Saturday night at all the brands. Steakhouse and Grills. And remember, you can order up all your brand's favorites for pickup or delivery at brands.com. Next segment, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. He is a co-host on the Michigan football podcast that you can hear each and every week. At the Wolverine.com with Chris Ballas, we'll hear from Doug in our next segment. Also, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. More on Michigan State hosting the Wolverines Saturday night at Spartan Stadium. You can answer our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. What's the final score Saturday night? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 24-7, everything you need with the show is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 